0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of All Them Witches. I'm your host, Marcus, here to chat yet again about horror movies. So, this episode will be about, presumably, a bit of an obscure film, at least one I had actually not heard of before, um, and that is The Fear. But before we get into The Fear, I'm just going to go over a bit of what I have watched recently. So, I don't remember... Um, after the Willy's Wonderland episode, what I mentioned having watched and what I didn't mention having watched. Did I mention I watched Ice Cream Man again? I don't know. But what I watched very recently is The Town That Dreaded Sundown. This is the original um, 1970s film, not the remake. It's a movie I've had on my list to watch for a long time, and I don't know why I never did, but I finally watched it, and I was, I was glad I did. I quite uh, liked it, actually. I think I get The Town That Dreaded Sundown and, like, Nightmare in Batham County or whatever uh, mixed up a lot. But they're, I think, very different films. Anyway, The Town That Dreaded Sundown, kind of about, I guess, a real murder spree, a real killer that was out there in the United States for a while, never got caught, apparently. So that's what you're kind of seeing here. Um, Somewhat of a procedural, a bit more dramatic, where this small town is being... You know, ter- terrorized by someone who is killing couples. So I thought that was pretty cool, um, and I liked it, and I thought it, I thought it worked well. And I'm curious about the remake. I may watch it at some point, but I'm not sure yet. So yeah, I, I actually probably didn't really watch a lot since the last episode that was new. Oh, I rewatched Yentl. <laughs> um, which I've seen recently for the first time, and I saw it again now, and uh, I just love that movie. I don't understand where where that movie doesn't have attention, positive attention on it. Um, but yeah, I, I love Yentl. I was looking on eBay for if I could find a copy of the Screen Gems slash Twilight Time Blu-ray releases, because those are out of print, of course. And the only in-print version right now is from BFI, which means it is not uh, would not be playable on my region, Blue-Way Drives, uh, BFI being the British Film Institute. So I'm like, I don't currently have an all-region player. I don't think I will have one anytime soon, so I need to get a version that I can watch, and unfortunately, those copies are 80 bucks and up, and I'm annoyed. But uh, whatever, I'll probably get it at some point, because I need to own the Staying movie. So yeah, anyway which is not horror at all that's totally unrelated um but yes so i watched the fear from 1995 and um first i'm going to play the trailer and then let's get into chatting about it
1: imagine if you will an experiment in fear it's going to be a field session a place where you can explore your deepest and darkest fantasies it's going to be a weekend of fear exploration in a controlled environment you got to explore your own fears as well. A weekend where you will learn to face your phobias. So what scares you, Leslie? Whether it's the fear of heights or of beckoning nightmares. Because if you're afraid of the dark or won't go near the water... Oh, man, you're whacking me out here. What's you afraid of, man? A few more there's someone, or something, who will be there to help you in your moment of terror.
0: Something is wrong.
1: You know what happens to my boys? Look! 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 you look at me? whatever scares you the most.
0: Alright, so the fear is well, the title itself is kind of very vague for what you a like horror movie, a uh, thriller movie, like What is the fear, right? So I didn't really know what I was coming into. The only reason I knew anything about this movie, which is just that it existed, is because it was a release from Vinegar Syndrome earlier this year. And so because I'm a subscriber, I got that in my, one of my packages each month, uh, I got a copy of The Fear. And the cover's got like this big face that looks like it's made out of wood or something. And that intrigued me. So of course I decided to watch it. And so The Fear starts out with a group of, kind of large group of mm, mainly college students, it seems. Um, our protagonist, Richard, he's trying to, he's studying... Um, to be a, you know, a psychologist. And his big plan is he has his thesis that he wants to write and it's going to be about people coming face-to-face with their fears, overcoming their fears. And so Richard, genius college student he is, has decided to just like, hey, anyone want to come to like my woodsy cottage and like explore fear together? So he does that. And it seems like maybe it's mainly his friends who come not just randos. Um, So like his his buddy, Troy, who seems like the cool guy. Um, He goes along just because why not? Richard's girlfriend, Ashley, of course, attends because she's his long-term girlfriend. Uh, Their friends, Mindy and Gerald, another couple, come along as well. And Troy's sister, Leslie, also attends which seems a bit odd since she's she's older than the group and Leslie's bringing along her current boyfriend or something, Vance. And that's a little weird because it's like, who the heck is this guy, you know? But anyway, the other side, sure, let's go out to the woods and, and do this, whatever, fine, you know, why not? One of the first things I noticed is that everyone is wearing very powerful 90s fashion. And by that I mean when the 90s was trying to do fashion in a way that I feel... Did not work very well, um, so it's it's very 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 of a place in time, very clearly, and in a way that doesn't really work now. Versus '80s, you know, you kind of expect it. You're you're looking for that big hair, you know, angled clothes, bright clothes. You're, you're cool with it. Um, these clothes, mm, I mean, you get over it. But initially, that's like all I could see was their, everyone's outfits. Uh, so that's me and I forgot to mention actually the beginning of the movie starts with this like weird dream sequence thing where Richard as a child is like in the woods and there are strange people wearing masks that are like carved out of wood and they're all saying diametric and uh, that was weird to me and but that's like a dream that he's been having and something to do with fear and he wants to explore this he wants to figure this out about himself of course so anyway Uh, Richard and his girlfriend Ashley are just sort of looking around the cabin while everyone's getting situated. And Ashley is very quickly kind of presented as extremely interested in starting a family with Richard, having a child, already having that child's gender and name determined. Even though I don't know how you can determine a child's gender, you don't even have, you're not even pregnant at this time. So it's kind of weird. Um, But anyway, you know, it's clearly depicted as Ashley really is super in love, wants to spend her life with Richard. Richard, on the other hand, he rebuffs her. He doesn't even say, I love you, back to her when she says it. He's just like, I am not ready for a commitment like that yet. And I'm like, okay, fine. But uh, it seems a little odd that she would be sticking with this guy who is unwilling to commit to her, you know, with, by just putting all of her cards on the table. It seems a little, uh, well, they are college students, so they may not be the most mature group out there. But anyway, one funny thing happens when Ashley's just looking around and being like, oh, this beautiful room used to be Richard's room. Ooh, I'm thinking of children again. Um, she opens up this drawer and there's like a body in it. So she freaks out. Everyone runs in and they see this is a a big wooden doll is in the, um, cupboard thing. It's like a a rollout bed actually. But anyway, there's this big wooden creature, adult human sized wooden figure, um, Called a doll, maybe it's better determined to be it's a mannequin, except that it's a mannequin that's like carved out of wood, not like a you know a nice plastic one that you see in the mall. So it's super creepy, as you might expect. I mean, why is there this huge wooden mannequin in the house? And uh, they find out, or uh, Richard tells everyone that it's just something that used to be in front of his grandpa's store or whatever, and uh, they just brought it home basically um, when the store closed. And so I don't know why it was in the bed. But, whatever. So, that's kind of a weird intro to things, and everyone decides, okay, let's put this doll out into the living room, and uh, we're going to start this fear discussion, this round table where everyone admits what their greatest fear is in front of this group. Which is kind of weird, especially since some of the group do not know each other at all. Um... So, for example, we find out a couple people's fears. Troy, the cool guy, is afraid of bugs, like desperately afraid of them. Leslie, his sister, is afraid of being old, of getting older. Um, This is determined also because she's like, apparently had some sort of, you know, surgery, uh, like plastic surgery, and she wears a ton of makeup, according to those around her. Vance, he doesn't explain what's up, um, but he clearly has something going on, something strange. Um, while this is happening, Richard's uncle Pete shows up, and he's also brought his much younger girlfriend Tanya with him. And they're like, "We need to, you know, hang out somewhere for now." Uh, Richard doesn't want him to hang out, but they end up staying anyway. So Tanya, totally new to everyone in this group, reveals she's afraid, desperately afraid of water. Uh, Mindy is afraid of falling from a great height, which is interesting. Um, because she's she's kind of like saying she's not afraid of dying. she's just afraid of falling. I don't know. Um, Gerald, her boyfriend is maybe afraid that God may be real. like he's very against religion, but he has like maybe a bit of a fear that that is real. Um, and Richard our protagonist, fears commitment. who could have guessed? And he's also afraid of Morty. Oh, I didn't mention Morty is the doll, uh, the wooden doll's name. Apparently his name is Morty. So we've got kind of their fears. And you know, when the movie's also called The Fear, that what these people are saying is their fear is probably going to be how they're going to die. You know, it's just like the obvious obvious thought you're going to go to, right? And I think that mostly proves accurate. Um, So there's a funny moment where, because this is a 90s movie, uh, Richard and Ashley have this kind of extended a sex sequence and it's all moody you know with the music super 90s I'm like oh yeah this is not the 90s of course you know the era of the erotic thriller so of course it's gonna be in here but it has a great conclusion because suddenly Ashley notices something and screams and you get a big quick cut to this giant like screen I mean glass like door to the outside of the cabin where they are in their room in their bedroom and uh Morty's there like peeping in like fully in there just like totally not hidden at all just static staring in there and I was laughing because it was so funny um he didn't move of course he's just like placed there so Richard gets pissed you know tries to pin the blame on someone but no one really knows who put the doll there so things continue like this, where um, basically there's another scene where Tanya is is trying to go into this hot tub because she's afraid of water. Boyfriend Pete is trying to get her to not be afraid and go in, but she's freaking out. Um, she does eventually go in on her own and she's like, "Yes, I've I've cured my fear of water." But then Morty suddenly pops out of the hot tub and freaks her the heck out, which you know it freaked me out too, even though I don't have a fear of water. So things keep happening with this, this doll. Um, Tanya accuses Ashley of having put the doll there because she was like, hanging out and watching. And as a result of this, um, Richard is like, yeah, did you put the doll there, Ashley? As a result, Ashley breaks up with Richard because she's like, I can't believe you think that. Whatever. So things like this keep happening. And there's like other stuff going on too, but... Yeah, so like for example, they find Monty like crucified in a room. It's so like weird things that don't seem to be, you know, anyone's doing this specifically. It seems like the doll is moving on its own. So I'm like, yeah. And as a result, they kind of come together and like something's wrong with this place, something's wrong with this this Morty doll. And it becomes revealed that quote he was Morty was carved by a quote Indian. Which is, of course, in especially in '90s and '80s horror, is you know means that something mystical is going on apparently, and we don't know what, but that's just kind of an assumption that is made at the time in the film because that's an easy explanation apparently. What can you do? So Ashley's sad because she's you know dumped to Richard, and Troy swoops in to be like, yeah, it's okay. He's you know he wasn't more you know you deserve better. But then he's like, ooh, I like you, actually. So, but then uh, Troy, like, just gets aggressive with Ashley, and she gets away from him. So, what for whatever reason, Pete is like, okay, let's go hang out in uh, the place that I run, which is like a Santa amusement park type place, and uh, just, you know, have some fun, because everyone's, you know, on edge and all tense, so let's go do that. So people go out in the middle of the night to this place. And things get weird when, for example, at the very start, Mindy and Gerald get separated from each other. Um, Mindy, One amusing moment is when Mindy's on like this toy train type thing. You know, a train for like children around a theme park. And she's getting really freaked out. And she's yelling, stop the train. But the train's not going that fast. She could just get out. But anyway, she gets out eventually. Um, and she is attacked by someone we don't see who but it's unfortunate and uh it turns out Mindy is raped. Uh, That was another part of the story that I forgot to mention at the start before they go on their trip into the woods that there is a college campus focused rapist um, and that is kind of a a second plot line but it seems like you know when this happens to uh, Mindy that apparently that person who has been attacking women at campus is in this group you know he's with he's one of them so that has nothing to do with morty either everyone's freaking out they're like we're gonna take her back home you know this is, this is terrible and um things get fr- you know people get frustrated and loud and vance pulls out a gun out of nowhere and you're like what what's going on and i was thinking because he's wearing gloves and the attacker is wearing gloves i'm like is he the guy who'd who attacked mindy But I guess I was wrong. Um, Really, Vance is just freaking out because he um, convinced his, quote, girlfriend Leslie to steal $200,000 from her business, and they're, like, kind of running away together. So Vance goes back to the shed, or not the shed, he goes back to the place where they're all staying, the cabin, and um, the money's been moved, like, into this kind of underground part of the cabin, I guess. And so as he goes to try to get it through the little um, opening in the floor, he gets slammed and killed through the opening in the door, or in the the floor, uh, presumably by Morty. We don't know. So I'm like, okay, cool. He's dead. Good. Good riddance. He was a a real messed up guy anyway. So after this, we are all back in the cabin. Well, except for, who was it? Uh, Gerald is still MIA we assume he probably died because he's been gone for a while. Um, So Troy and Leslie are together in a room and it's uh, uh, they start like kind of kissing and it's it's like okay this is an incestuous thing because they're siblings. Troy says and this is the part I'm not sure about but what it indicated was because Troy says oh we're just we were both adopted so we're not really siblings. You know really whatever. But it seems that Leslie reveals that actually that's kind of a made-up story, that the truth is that when she was 14, she gave birth to Troy. So she was like a super young mom. And so that's why they ended up having this secret story and never told Troy the truth. Um, And they just pretended that they were siblings instead. And I'm like, ew, that's way worse. And so Troy flips out, um, since apparently they've been, you know, and in insist, in, insist, incestuous with each other prior to this, so that's even worse because it's his mother. So he runs out into the woods with no shirt. Uh-huh. And I wrote in my notes, yucky. <laughs> yes, it is indeed yucky. So, um, Tanya and Pete, they try to run back to the Santa Village place because all the tires are slashed and the, the car's there at the cabin. The phone's not working at the cabin, so like, okay, let's go back there and get something, um... When Pete gets back, he sees that Gerald is dead. He's, like, crucified with a cross, like, through his chest. So, um, yes, he was killed by religion. Or in a religious way. Um, which was related to his fears, of course. So that's weird. And then, um, Leslie runs out after Troy, who ran out, you know, shirtless in the woods because she wants to make amends or whatever, apologize, something. And, um... She sees his clothes, and she pulls it over, and it's actually the uh, Morty wearing her, I guess, son's clothes, whatever. And she flips out and, like, dies of fright, but it's like she dies of old age because suddenly her hair goes stark white, and she's all wrinkly. So that is a very confusing death because the other deaths kind of make sense in a way. Like, you can crucify someone and kill them can you kill someone by making them suddenly turn 90 years old I don't know anyway whatever what who cares it's a movie about a freaking wooden mannequin killing people so I guess what does it matter um which is a little confusing to me I was like because I wasn't sure if she was dead or if she was just suddenly old um but I think she's dead because she never shows up again and uh Mindy who's like just in bed trying to rest um gets possessed by Morty and at this point, we finally see Morty moving, but he's kind of like moving with the with Mindy's body. So, like when she's putting together these letters on a uh, like a whiteboard, he the um, Morty is also doing that. He's doing those motions, but he's not actually holding anything. He's just like doing those motions wherever he is. It's kind of weird and creepy in a bit of a way, but also a bit humorous because it's like he's not really paying attention to you. you can just get away at that time except that, of course, the possessed woman, Mindy, is very much a threat. And she, when she's putting together those letters, she takes the letters that were spelling out diametric and rearranges them so that they say the word matricide. And I thought that was kind of cool, because I didn't expect that. I was like, what does diametric mean? I didn't consider, okay, what if we change those words or those letters around? get something else. I don't think I would have come with matricide, but um, I thought it was cool. <laughs> I'm easily impressed. I don't know. So at this point, the truth comes out about Richard's youth and what happened because we know that he kind of didn't have a mother. She died early and then he was always like in a weird relationship with his dad. So what is revealed is that Richard eventually one time walked in on his mom um, being unfaithful to her husband. She was having sex with some other person and... Um, As a result of that, um, the dad comes up and finds out as well. And when the dad finds out, he kills the mother. He shoots her. And uh, Richard blames himself for this for some reason. I don't know why he would blame himself, even if he knew because it's not his fault his dad was apparently a huge freak who would shoot his wife. Uh, But whatever. So um, that, that big reveal is out. And we don't see who the man was that she was cheating with. We just see that he has, like, a little dumb flower tattoo on his arm. So, um, after this realization, Richard and Mindy fight. He kicks her off the second-story building, a second-story of the cabin. She didn't even know had, like, two floors. But she dies. So she dies from a height, a great height, which is what she was afraid of, falling. And then you see, like, the spirit of (laughs) of Morty get out of her, um... So this was the story that we've got so far. And while we're sort of, everyone's kind of running around, uh, Troy runs into Ashley in the woods, and he tries to rape her as well. And uh, he, this is not the first time that this sort of thing is happened with Troy, where he's suddenly aggressive and, and, you know, attacking women. So it's kind of like at this point you should know, and it explains to you that Troy was the campus rapist and so he's you know he's been doing this the whole time and he was planning to do it again he probably he's probably the one who attacked Mindy as well um so I'm like Troy I thought I could have liked you but clearly I can't you know because at the very 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 start he seems okay but he, yeah as this continues to happen she's like no something's clearly wrong with this guy and um so that's his his um thing but fortunately he will not be a lo- around for the whole movie either So Morty shows up again with Pete and Richard. Um, Richard runs away. Pete is trying to shoot Morty, which seems silly because what is shooting going to do to Wood exactly? Because it's like a little, little, um, it's not like a shotgun or something. So um, Morty forces Pete to kill himself by shooting him himself. Um, And so it's kind of like we're running down on people. Troy got like a Wood beam to the head. So he's, I guess, dead forever now. Um, and at this point, it's kind of just a couple people still in the picture. Um, Richard and Ashley and, um, Linda, what? What is her name? <laughs> uh, Leslie, sorry. Leslie, not Linda. Leslie. So those are kind of like the only people alive still, I think. But anyway, uh, Richard has like a flashback to his or has like a weird moment where he's seen his dream but it's in reality he sees the child version of himself the kid helps you know talks to him and it's okay there's this dumb part in the beginning of the movie where Richard's teacher who's a bus craven is like here take this little circle take this little ball and find the missing puzzle piece there's like a little puzzle piece uh, cut out of it and if you find that you know you'll be good and um in this scene, the little boy like has the has the ball and is like and he says in the most deadpan voice ever about the missing puzzle piece on this ball. The missing piece is inside. And I'm like, shut up. That is so silly. Like, is that supposed to be meaningful? I think it's supposed to be meaningful in like such a big commentary on mental health or something but I was like please please 90s um <laughs> so um once he hears that Richard realizes okay Morty I if I don't fear him then we're all safe so Richard loses his fear of Morty and he meets up with Morty and is like hey I'm not afraid of you and they hold hands and Morty wanders off into a swamp in the darkness and that's kind of the end generally of their story. Oh, of course, Richard um, goes back to Ashley and he's like, I love you, showing that he's also no longer afraid of commitment and is ready to, I guess, live with her for the rest of his life. So, and then that. so then after that, they come back from the woods. And also, Leslie's just there and happy, I guess. I don't know. Um, Richard comes back to school and says he's dropping out. Fine. And we get this last scene in the movie where. There's a new family coming to check out this cabin to buy it, potentially. And their little child runs off in the woods and finds Morty. And uh, that's the end of the movie. So, very interesting, you know, movie. And I think it thinks it's smarter than it is um, with the psychology angle. And Richard is shown, uh, like, in reality, that would be really kind of snotty college kid thing like, oh, i'm I'm like studying, I'm gonna do my thesis on fear and like potentially hurt people by, you know, making them face their fears in this totally unscientific setting. Um and a very unpredictable setting at like that. So I think that's like in twenty twenty one, that's very eye rolling and like what are you doing, Richard? You are so stupid. But whatever. And uh but I thought the movie was actually enjoyable generally. Um, I was not sure what to expect. I liked that you don't actually see Morty ever move until like much later in the movie, because it's it's more creepy that way. Because you're like, is it real? Is Morty really doing something, or is one of these these folks here like doing something and is trying to pin it on Morty by being weird by placing him in all these places? So I think it was kind of fun to find out somewhat of what was going on, and I liked it because of that i liked morty he's very creepy i don't like mannequins in real life i find them scary and he's not super mannequin-y to me because again he just looks like a big wooden doll but um i still appreciate that definitely creepy because he doesn't his face doesn't move really just his eyes move and that is like ooh, yeah that's that's good that's a good effect (laughs) simple simple effect I think there may be a little bit too many characters because you kind of, like, don't get to know them. And it's, like, multiple weird plots happening at the same time, like Vance and uh, stealing money and, you know, this campus thing and this other th- and thesis and Morty, you know, but whatever. Um, it was interesting that the executive producer, Greg, uh, was afraid, has a fear of dolls and mannequins, and that's why he wanted to get this movie made. So I'm like, cool, someone else is afraid. Um... Was filmed in Lake Arrowhead, and there, the place where the Santa's Village is is a real place, and it still exists. It's usually called Sky Park now, though, and it's by uh, Lake Arrowhead. But during Christmas, it does still become Santa's Village again. So, you know, the Fear fans out there can go visit this place and see some of the same things um, as they as were there in that time. There's still a train, though. I'm sure there are many other differences since then. Um, on the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray that I have, there are a handful of extras. There are two commentary tracks, one with the director, Vincent Robert, another one with the executive producer, Greg Sims. I think that's very interesting. I don't know why they were done separately, but, um, I do think that's cool that there are two commentary tracks, so people who really love The Fear are gonna get so much out of this blu-ray um there was also a documentary that's 50 minutes long which is pretty good normally i expect like a little you know 15 20 minute thing Um, but this was 50 minutes and it's called face face to face with fear and i thought that was pretty good i watched that and that's where i got some of those tidbits of information um it has interviews with a lot of the cast from the movie but not everyone and uh you know some of the people who worked on it so i thought that was pretty cool that that was included as well And it gave me more insight into The Fear, which I think was originally going to be called Morty, which is funny because that name says even less than The Fear does. Like, what is Morty? Is Morty, to me, that says comedy, uh, a comedy movie name. So I guess it's good they did not go with Morty. Anyway, I think it's definitely an oddity, very 90s in so many ways, 90s from the clothes, the fashion, to, you know, pop psychology, I feel. Um, so I, I think there's definitely some things that don't, you know, fit so well in the modern era, but it is what it is. It's a piece of time and it's not bad. And I think Morty is super creepy, so that's great. And yet there are still some funny moments. Like again, when Morty's peeping in the window, that was hilarious to me, but I think worth a watch, sure. Worth purchasing the Blu-ray? Hmm... Maybe only if you've already seen this movie and know that you like it. Um, I didn't check if it's available or any, anywhere on streaming right now. But if it is, you can always check it out like that first. And then, you know, decide later you want to pick up a Blu-ray or not. But I think that's cool because this is clearly a rarity. Clearly a movie that was not super accessible b- before. Because I feel like if it were, more people would talk about it. Just because it's a bit odd and unique uh, compared to other horror movies of the 90s. So, I thought it was pretty... Uh, noteworthy, at least for that, for being unique. So those are my thoughts on the fear. And those are my thoughts in general for this episode. So uh, thank you for listening. And we'll be back in two weeks, most likely with another episode. Bye.